next on the CCTV, we have another guest joining us. Who, who is it again? Oh, it's um, a good friend of mine. We've got Lagonis joining us from Team oh. One. We're very, very fortunate that if, he's... If he's such a good friend, what's his real name? Shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know Des's real name. What? It's Desertu. Wasn't gonna hire you or something. It's just Desertu. Not anymore. Um, no, but we've got yeah, we've got um, Lagonis on from Team uh, One, obviously. Lorenzo Gomez Volpi. There you go. There you go. Got got it. I knew the Lorenzo, but I just didn't know the rest. Uh, I didn't want to just throw Lorenzo. a first name around. Well, you can, you can do it. Me first name, yeah, good buddies. Oh, I could have done it. I could have. Ah, you yeah, messed it up. Okay, uh, okay, can we refilm? <laughs> Well, um, first. his first name, huh? Do you know his? No, I don't. Oh, there you go. You're just Milos. To, to be fair, just all usernames. The only two people uh, at some point that called me by my real name were my mom and Kix, bless his soul. He was the only one to be like, Kassan. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I know his name. Yeah, so I'll just make a note of that. It's uh, westernized way of saying, but yes. But so, yeah, we've got Logonis on. Um, obviously, a lot of changes to Team One recently. We want him to make the podcast more than just the EU and everything. It's you know, it's a global thing. So we're bringing everybody in, and um, Logonis I've interviewed a number of times. He's always got hey, great insight. Hey, Here he we is. got him. It's we um, got bum dia. Always gives us such a great insight, and there's been a lot of changes, so it was good to to get a chance to talk to him. Okay, well, he, we want to talk about? He's done the classic player wave. Of, Hang on, can't hear you. Hang, Hang on. on, wait, wait. <laughs> oh no, I'm here. There, there we go. go. Hello, yeah. uh, welcome, Lagonis. Welcome to the first episode of the Prep Phase podcast. And uh, first up, introduction to everybody out there that might not know uh, what you do. Would you like to introduce yourself? Okay. So I'm Lagonis, I play from Team One and we win the, the Maxo Major. So some people maybe know me and <laughs> our organization because of that. And yeah, that's it. And I'm stream too, so I do some videos, some lives, and yeah, that's it. Look at him, Mr. I have a charm in the game, uh, Lagonis. Not not too bad, not too bad. He's, he's one of the most modest players that you'll meet. He's like, I stream yes. a little bit, you know, I've got a charm. Yeah. It's not a big thing. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. One well, major, not a big thing. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Who hasn't won a major at this point? <laughs> well, 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 Lagonis, we're so pleased to have you with us here. I want to ask you the, the, the elephant in the room, which is, look, Team One won the Mexico major. It happened. You you got the W. Big stuff. And then SI22 happens. Team is gutted. And yet still, despite the thoughts that a lot of viewers had globally, Team One still comes back and is fighting in the top four and representing LATAM and Brazil at the Charlotte Major. What what does that mean to you? That means probably for me, like everything, I don't think that we can, that I, I gonna leave this again, you know, like qualifying for the next major or maybe more in the future. But I, I was not expecting that like at all because it was a new team, like not only because it is a new team, because we have like young players and it's difficult, at least in the start of a team. Mm -hmm and it's hard to describe but we we really work a, uh, a lot to to get this spot i'm so happy that, that we did it look honest interestingly and a lot of people might not know but last year the beginning january last year team one were put together as a brand new team you alamayo chubbs and then put the team together you've gone through the same thing again where you've had to start completely 
again, Chubbs has left and gone to, to Double Zero Nation. You, you know, you've had a lot of changes. Has the process been the same or similar, or has it been very different this time? It has been different, like, since the start, because I was, like, this time I was, like, solo. I mm. was, like, the only person to build the team, so it was only my opinion that mattered, you know? And that's a little bit difficult because I, I don't have like anyone to talk about it, you know, like I to have other opinions and that's it. So it it was all on me and the staff of the team one, but they they choose me and do what you can. And but it's a little bit different, like right now, because uh, I think right now we need to invest more hours than the other team one roster mm -hmm. because like we are a team from zero and the players are younger, you know, they don't have the experience. Like they have from the second division of the Brazilian leagues, three of them, and one from the he's playing on Santos. That was a first. Uh, he was in the the first uh, division of the Brazilian league. So like we need to invest more hours right now, and there is more maps, so it's more difficult. Like having nine maps in the map pool, you you need to like practice more, and yeah, that's it. So that's why it is. Like completely different for me right now like the experience and more maps in the map battle so that's different how did you choose the players actually to get on the team because it, it is a big responsibility to do this sort of thing yeah, yeah so i choose the players like the first thing that i have in my mind was to have young players as you guys were saying like that 18 players with a lot of skill mm -hmm. so that was my first mindset and like having these young players like they have a I don't know if that's correct to say, but like a fresh mindset. They don't have some uh, an already building mindset, you know? They are um, developing, they are like learning things. So I don't want players that have already uh, own opinion or an already mindset did it already, you know? Mm -hmm. So I want new players because of that, that we can build a new mindset, that we can build something together from the zero, you know? So that's what I think the start. And and yeah, I think that at least in Brazil and other regions are, are showing this too, that we have so many good players in the second divisions on challenger leagues. So they deserve a chance. And if they have the right shot, the, the right opportunity, they can uh, show what they are capable of. So. Yep, that was the mindset when we did it. Meyer especially has had a really good performance, right? Like in terms of numbers, KD performance, the whole team's playing really well, but at least you've got a good entry in the front line. And you speak about these new younger players coming in. What are some of the risks on your side of that? Because we spoke about it, you heard us talking about it as well. A lot of teams will not take that risk. They'll only go to proven names and those that have shown what they can do. And here you said, okay, they've proven themselves in the tier below tier one, but what's the kind of risk that you're trying to manage, the things that you're worried about with them that so far maybe you haven't seen, but you are staying mindful of as you develop these players? Okay, so like the risks that I like thought in that time was like the, the thing that I said, experience, because I have a little bit of experience, not that much to bring to the team. But, but don't, don't be humble. You, you've won a major. But... Don't be humble. You've done it. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. But, but like... The only one person having the experience is not, um, it's not like everything. Mm -hmm. It's like only one person, you know, it's not two or three people that brings the experience to all the team. It's different, like, at least in my opinion, you know. So that was a risk, like the experience, but they are getting there. Like, we are getting the results right now. And the, I, 
and like I think like uh, uh, bringing like young players, it's less risky than bringing like older players or players that played for a long time. Like okay. I asked in the, the the last question, because of the mindset, they are new. They are like they don't have something mind that are the the true of everything, you know. So that's the difference. Like they want to learn. They they have that feeling to win. They want to win. So. I think that's the difference and why it's, it is not a super big risk than like contracting a player that has an own mindset, that play a lot of other tournaments. So that's why for me, it's not a super high risk, you know? And at this point in time, Lagonis, do you feel like Team One now, you've found your final form of, you know, is, is this everybody's happy in their role or are there going to be maybe more changes, more adaptation? Um, yeah, I think like everyone is happy in what they're they're doing in the team, but I think we can better get get much better because like we have only I don't know six days of team two months, so we need to improve a lot. We we can improve, and yeah, but they're happy the role that they're doing playing support Maya like like you said uh, playing the entry fragger getting the kills. But we can improve, we can fix a little bit in defense, I may, maybe. So let's see how, how it's going to work. And a big a big uh, point that a lot of people are making, uh, especially after Invitational, is what will this team look like and how will it fare without Alamao? Obviously, Alamao, a great player and all, but also infamous on social media, which is why people will talk about him so much. Uh, how do you see yourself now without Alamau and seeing him uh, thrive and also qualify to the major with G2? Yeah, uh, I think like the choice that he did to, to join G2, it's totally right. You know, it's probably the most famous organization in at least inside the Rainbow Six scene. And like there, there were rumors since the other six invitation, the six invitation, I think, 2021 Paris, like people were saying that he was going to G2. We don't know when, but it happens at the end. So I'm happy for him. And I think it was a good choice. He's doing well already. And he's gonna get improved and get better and better. And don't have his on the team. It's it's sad because he's a very intelligent player. He communicates a lot too. So that helps me to call out and everything. But yeah, we needed to adapt, you know, and everything that I learned with him and with my old teammates, it's it's worth, it's like everything really matters to, to build this new squad right now. And yeah, that's it. Speaking of new squads and being built, W7M, let's talk about LATAM and you know, Copa Elite 6, the top four and who made it to the major. Where did W7M come out of? Because for us, we're watching like, Oh my God, this team came out of nowhere, won Brazil, made it number two in CES, and now they're set to maybe do a lot of damage to the Charlotte Major. Yeah, so about W7M is the same thing of the 18 years old Gunners. Mm -hmm. Like they have Hopes and JV92. I don't know if you guys remember that player, but mm -hmm. he's a new player too. And one thing that most people don't know, if I'm not wrong too, uh, they were pre preparing for the this tournament, the, the this first stage in Brazil for five months. Uh, oh. They don't play the six invitational qualify to prepare for this this split, you know? So most people don't know that. So okay. they are prepare, 
preparing for this stage for a long time and they are showing what they prepared, they are getting the results, that's the most important thing. And like why W7M so good right now? I think there's two points. One point inside the game is that they have a lot of diversity of strategies. You know, it's difficult to see they doing the same thing in like two rounds. It's all different, every, every time different. Other point inside the game is that they are playing much aggressive, much faster, you know, than the old squad that they have. So playing faster is it's a good thing that they are can they are doing right now. Another thing that no one can can see, like only we think about it, and I know them because we lived everyone in the same city in Brazil. Mm -hmm. For those don't know, we lived in São Paulo, where is the gaming houses are, and. This thing outside the game is they are so close for each other. Like a lot of, they're really friends, you know. And this I I I think that affects a lot inside the game. So they are living together, and no one knows that, but that makes a lot of difference for our squad in Team One mm -hmm. and for W7N too. So that's why some points, in my opinion, that they they are so they are getting better and better right now. How do you think, um, looking into the major itself, Lagonis, W7M, one question I would have for them would be their performance in best of three. Uh, you know, because obviously they've, like you said, they've put a lot of work in to get to this point, but are they ready? Do they have that deep map pool that they're going to need to play well in best of three? Obviously, they've lost to, to Liquid um, twice at Copper Elite 6. Is it maybe something they'll struggle with, do you think? No, I don't think that they're gonna struggle in the best of three. I think they have a good map pool right now. Um, like, they sh they lost to Liquid, but they show in the other matches that they can have a good uh, best of three, like, map battle. And, yeah, I think they have all the maps, only Skyscraper. They don't play it on the... On the Brazilian stage, the first Brazilian stage, they like ban every single game. In the Copa League 6, they ban every single game. But in the final, they need to play because was the the map battle, uh, Liquid can pick the first map. Okay. Don't have like ban, 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 then pick, pick. So they was forced, you know, they need to play Skyscraper, but they have all the maps. So I think they are ready for the best of threes. Okay, so depth of map pool could be a question, which honestly, it's something that we usually is a question that we raise about teams that are just getting into their big tournaments. We My talked team about, one. We talked about uh, Damon Kia in the day. You know, we will say the same about W7M and Team One. It's a big question. Do you think that uh, Brazil has the depth of map pool that's needed to get back into it, or is it? just team liquid or is it is there more to it that we just can't see no i think like brazil has a lot of potential in the map pool and the new players too like these two combine are like probably some things that can bring success to brazil again mm -hmm. and i think the only team that don't have like much maps right now it's fewer maybe uh -huh. maybe I'm, I'm wrong too i'm just saying what i see from outside but I think they are getting better and they gonna improve the map battle, the, the map pool uh, until the major. So yeah, I think Brazil has a lot of potential to, to this major. Usually when we ask players ahead of a tournament, you know, what teams there are you worried about? Who don't you want to play? Who are you scared of? They'll go, ah, oh, we're not scared. We've got to play everyone. It's fine. It's whatever. We'll play them all at some point. Are there any teams that you look at around the world that not so much you're scared of, but that impress you and that you're looking forward to maybe playing against at the major? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I think, first of all, that we, we were talking about, it is Team Liquid. I think they are in the best shape 
that they have ever been, like right now. You guys were talking about resets and ask, and you guys don't mention PSK. PSK is doing really well in Brazil right now. Like not only like statistics saying, but he's playing, he's playing like he's winning a lot of clutch. Not not a lot of clutch, but getting that important kills of the round. So it's all the squad are really good right now. One thing that they did uh, in this Copa Elite Six that maybe only players like can feel in the in their skin. It is that like they are a team that not changed a lot. You know when mm. you guys pro probably cast, you see ah oh, Team Liquid is doing probably the same thing, same thing. But for this Copa League Six, like from the Brazil stage to this Copa League Six, they changed the defense. They did some uh, new attacks. So this adaptability, these these changes, like it is a good point, you know, to to say here, and that's why I think they are really good right now. They are not so so predictable right now so that's a good point to to show for you guys and for for since, since you're on okay. it i really Go want ahead. to ask you for this one because you talk about predictability and teams playing their attack or whatever we talked about attacker repick how is that factored yep. into brazil's play style because we know that hey, you're talking about 18 year olds that are fragging like this is something that they could easily abuse yeah so i think the, the attacker repick like affects a little bit uh to you make like pocket plays that, that we call in Brazil, in Brazil at least, like to do that place to win one round. Maybe you don't need to drone the, the map, only see, ah, it's, I don't know, karaoke and tea room mm -hmm. bomb site. And you just get the better operators and do that attack that you have planned before in the scrims. So that affects a lot. But uh, as you guys did to uh, say, uh, said to, uh, there's a point like changing one operator for in my in my case I am a support player so changing to Ace to Hibana to the right hard breacher operator that's affect a lot like when I play like go getting the termite to get a, a better opening you know so that only one operator changing can be can be like uh, can make the difference to the round you know so it's not only that crazy strat that we 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 seen. You know, it's only change one operators can change the round. So that's why I think uh, the attacker picks uh, really it's a good change, not good change, but it affects a lot mm -hmm. on the on the games. And other things that I can say, like together with this, it's the map pool that I said that now we have nine maps. So that's why, like that's two things together. I think it's why we have so um, not favorite teams. You know so many underdog teams in the in the top of the like first and second and third on the scoreboard right mm -hmm. so i think that yeah that, that's why that's at least my opinion we were talking about attacker repick a little bit earlier on as well as you probably heard um are there any maps in particular that you look at and think yeah attacker repick on that map super impactful versus others where maybe it's not that useful uh at least for me, like I think uh, the tech repick like really affect it is in cafe for positive way because you can make so many crazy attacks in cafe because like the bomb sites in cafe uh, when you are attacking the bomb site uh, when you are outside the map you are so close to the bomb site you know like the like the windows I don't know how to say in English but the sky. The skyline, yeah, the skyline is like it's together. It's next to to the to the bomb site, so you can make so many crazy attacks, getting the attack repick. In a bad map to the attack repick, repick, in my opinion, it is clubhouse. You can you can do some some crazy things, but you can't like 
do so many things like in cafe like you, you can use some smokes in i don't know capital uh ink lion but in clubhouse you need to get the hybrids you need to open the walls so you can't have just five crazy operators and do it what you can do in cafe I think one, it's not related to Attacker Repick, but it's just a, a bit of a fun question, Lagonis, that I wanted to ask is, uh, at the Major, are you hoping to go up against G2 and Alamar? Is that something you'd like to do? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something I would like to do. Like, uh, he's a very, yeah, I don't know, he's a very unique person. Like, he's very energetic and he's a lot... He's a really hyper person, so in the stage he brings that energy. So it would be nice to compete against him and all the G2 squad because mm. right now we have they are they have so many superstars players, and I know that it, they're gonna improve and just a matter of time that it can better be getting better and better. So yeah, I hope so too to play against G2 <laughs> maybe in the playoffs because we can't have them in the group stage because we got seed four and they yeah, got seed yeah, four too. So. Let, let's see in the quarterfinals see if we get there. I want to ask one really random question. It's completely unrelated to Siege, I think. What are all those medals okay. behind you? Yeah. Uh, so, I know so you play a lot of tennis, don't you, Lagona? So is there anything for the tennis? Yeah, 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 it is. So in my whole life, I play a lot of sports before I, I get inside the, the, the games, the e-sports, right? Mm. I used to play a lot of sports, uh, swimming, tennis, um, basketball, volleyball and other sports so my whole life was built with sports the traditional sports right and i got hurt i got injured for like one month and three sorry one year and three months so i can't play tennis there that was the sport that i was practicing that time i was competing from i played outside brazil and inside brazil tennis so my dream was to become a professional tennis player but i got injured and in this time this period that I was injured, I started playing video games. So ah. that's why I am here right now, you know. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be better for having you here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So the medals and the trophies are in the Mexico Major here. Yeah. Nice. It's about the, I saw that just casually it, there. It's right here. It's the Mexico yeah. Major yeah, Shield. Yeah, it is. Not, not bad so, for a 20-year-old, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, that was my dream when I was younger to get a professional tennis player, but I couldn't do. Yeah, professional esports players also and great. And have you got your hotness <laughs> monster there, Lagonis? Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. Here. There you go. <laughs> there, <we> go. <laughs> there we have the oh, yeah. <laughs> There was a gift from, from my mom, right? So, because I don't know if people know, but my nickname, Lagonis, it's something related to the Lochness monster. And yeah, that's it. So it, it is a long story. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. All quips on Lagonas Team One and the rest of Brazil from the Loch Ness monster's mouth. Uh, I guess uh, we got to hear it all uh, from you. Thank you very much, Lagonas, for joining us. Anything uh, to expect then? Final question: the surprises, in your opinion, at the Charlotte Major? Uh, I think like uh, everyone needs to keep an eye on the. You are talking about the teams, right? Yeah, in general. My opinion about yeah. it. Yeah, in general. But I think like Eroic is a really good team. I especially Benja because like Benja is so a regular player, you know. I played with him a little bit in the FPL and other things like when we went to Europe. That's right. And I watched a lot of votes too from from the European leagues, and he's always doing better and better. And the team, you know, the 
the team is not built only with one guy. They have the, the squad there. The squad is really good. So, yeah, that's it. So, it's a team too we can keep an eye and maybe we're gonna face each other in the group stage. Let's see. That would actually be a game uh, we'd be definitely down to uh, watching and talking about. Lagones, thank you so much again for joining us in the first episode of the Prep Phase podcast. Good luck at the Charlotte Major and hopefully you'll have all the success you'd like to have at the event with a lot of fans that will be there in person to watch the event. That's going to be massive, so good luck there. Thanks, guys. Have a nice day. Have a nice and day. Thanks, Thanks for being honest. And that wraps up our On the CCTV interview segment, I guess, which is more official. Of course, we had Mr. Officer early on in Esports News part to talk about yeah. you know, his thoughts mm -hmm. about all the regions and any specific teams that really show up in the segment on the CCTV of the Prep Phase podcast. We talk to an invitee. In this case, of course, we're coming up to the Charlotte Major. Want to talk to a region we don't always get to talk to and you know see what's happening from mm. the Lagones. Of course, great representative from the region, very humble in many ways. And as I'm, as I'm told, a, a very good buddy of our, of, you know, friend of the show, Friend uh, of the Jim show, Lever. another friend of the show. Um, Lagonis, the show's got so many friends for especially a friend of the show. Honestly, um, the thing the thing with Lagonis is, and the reason that I was keen to to ask him to come on is, you always get a really genuine input from him. True, He's, he, he he very much considers um, you know the questions, and he wants to give an in depth answer. He never sort of tries to shy away he's from a question. You know, he'll always give an answer. Um, and he's, I think, more than probably maybe he realizes. You know, he's so involved and he's so important in the Brazilian scene. He knows about everybody and everything that's going on. And, you know, he, he can always give a really good insight. Can mm. we go on? He was born in 2002. Can you believe it? I know, he's a baby. It's terrifying, isn't it? <laughs> it's Kills terrifying. Me. Kills me. The th and the thing is, like he said, he's competed internationally in tennis. He's competed internationally yeah. like, in sports and tennis. He's then moved into competing internationally in esports. And like you say, he's, he's just 20 and he's done all these things. Mad. Look at where we are. Oh boy. Talking about I need the a frame already. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I don't know what this guy needs, but we're still going. <laughs> well, I mean I am I the don't youngest. I think we need to speculate. I'm the youngest here on the desk. I know. So I know, it's weird. I'm a year younger than you. Mm. Can't believe it. Where what what's your Okay, you'll make Tim sad if you go on this now. You're you're in honestly, late November. I turned thirty on November twenty third. There you go. I remember it was like a week after Jess's uh birthday because mm. unfortunately we couldn't I know I know we're a bit I, salty about I it. I always just miss like the major and that my birthday's always just after, so others are like Dude, there, and I'm like My I'm birthday like... is December twenty first. <laughs> well technically January first. Yeah. So it, it sucks. You never get to celebrate. Nope. It you know, sucks. I got a friend who's on uh, the 25th and she Awful. plans a double birthday, basically. I'm just like, honestly. That's what I got it. My, my, my missus is also on the 25th of December. Got to do the same thing. Christmas babies, what can I say? Yep. Yep. Well, well, well. Our last bit of the show, of our pilot episode, is the R6 uh, cap, the recap. And we talk about hey, some of the things that have happened in the game. I guess the 6 does look like an E in my head, actually, yeah. There you go. That's a it's elite it. E, uh, as we like to see. Could be a three, a six divided by two. That's a three. Yeah, That's two E's. The recap.
Is there some yelling in the middle of it? The re. I can't do that that sort of voice, so the I'm going to leave it. Sounds like they're going to be really upset about something, though. I mean, usually, though. One thing to be very happy about is that there was an AMA with the developers on the subreddit only was. a few days ago. So kudos to the Tef team to you know for trying to be uh, transparent with the community, answering mm. their questions, and one of it that at least one piece that really strikes me because Dev team obviously there's quite a few people that work on the on the project and have to go in a million different ways uh, in Rainbow Six but one of it is about the map band system and one thing that the dev team responded to was this is a question to from Bikini Body uh, I've seen it uh, I don't know if of you've course. heard of him uh, you know how players would rather ban Emerald Plains instead of giving it an honest chance you know, any plans to kind of work on that in the future yeah. Def Team responded good question we have plans to change up the existing map ban system later this year we'll be sharing more soon but suffice to say this new system will lead to a wider range of maps seeing more active play and ranked mm. Sir Alexander that responds uh, to it in the dev ama of course on the official uh, pro league or official subreddit uh in this case we're so used to the pro league subreddit but we want to hear from the rainbow six subreddit we, the, mm. the game cannot exist as just esports yeah it is absolutely an entire existence altogether and a great thing is new game mode that is by the time even this comes out is still available to play i think up until the the major and a bit at the end of it, uh, which is Rengoku, mm -hmm. which beyond so much beyond the maestro skin that has had me crawling all over the floor, <laughs> um, also is an incredibly fun game mode. In my opinion, the most fun I've had. Some people will argue, okay, Doctor's Curse was really good. Mm -hmm. I am a big fan of Rengoku. I agree. It rockets up to the top for me. Um, does Rengoku? Not necessarily. I want, the thing is, we have too many events now. We have too many events now for me to say that was the best of all time because I've enjoyed Christmas them. event was really Christmas fun. event was Snow Brawl. Strats, call outs, got right into Snow Brawl. But there's been so many good ones, um, you know, and it's it's difficult now to just say that was the best. I think you enjoy them in different ways. Rengoku, um, the artistic style of it, I absolutely love the skins. Everything that goes with it is just top tier. But then the gameplay as well, it's been a lot of fun. I barely use my shotgun. I'm just running around with a canine. With the I, I'm just like ready to throw all the time. Yeah. So, much cool so much fun. So much fun. Do you like anime? Are you into Naruto? Like kunais? Did... Not really. No? Interestingly, no. French people love Naruto. Oh, or One Piece. That's it's weird because based on different like countries, you get different obsessions when it comes to anime. Yeah. Like Spain loves Dragon Ball Z, for example. I mean, Middle like East that. love Dragon Ball because because we watch like old anime, so like exactly. things that came out in the eighties. But we can do a whole segment on anime. I'm sure. I, I know. One. I know. Very we'll, we'll invite Jess on for uh, for, that <laughs> for, for guest sure. appearance. I haven't actually had a chance to play the game mode. Sadly, I haven't played games much in the last like week and a half or so. True. Wedding, travel. work, and travel. I haven't had I time to play it sadly, but. I have sat down and watched a few videos of it being played out and it looks hilarious. Like, it, genuinely. it is. It's just, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's it, TDM, it, it's destruction. It's just it, re it really TDM. throws me back to the old days of sitting there with like an Xbox controller and playing a certain game back in the day. It was a call to something. I can't remember exactly what to. But in one of those games, you could throw around Tomahawks and you could bounce them off walls and you could get hit some wicked little like trick shots. And I've been watching the videos and I'm like, the memories are coming back. Yep. I need to play it and I will yeah. no doubt jump on it when we're back home later, but... It looks wicked. Speaking of uh, new Emerald Plains, as I mentioned, has been added directly into the game. Mm. Now, I have personally not been able to, to play Emerald Plains. Uh, I do have a lot of close friends. Uh, shout out to Han Solo out there. 
uh, he shot first, but also is the moderator of like a bazillion uh, different channels mm -hmm. out there. Um, who went in and played so much of it and talking to a lot of people about Emerald Plains. And it seems like, much like the developers said in their AMA, there is Bartlett inspiration. Yeah. But this is having an inspiration. It started out as a rework. Yeah. But over the year and a bit that everything was being reworked, it changed to something completely different. And it genuinely does play, from what I've seen, very differently. You know what I love when a new map comes in and you jump into it for the first time and you just remember what it was like to start playing Siege for the first time. Yeah. When you have True. no idea where the soft walls are, no idea where the staircases are, what a call that is for that map. It's an absolute nightmare. And I've only played a couple of games of it. I want to jump in with... I normally jump into new maps with Sledge or with Buck and just tear the whole thing apart and just kind of look yep. at, okay, what leads to where? Where are the angles that you can see opening up here? And that gives you an idea of where teams might start looking for strats. I haven't done that yet. But the couple of games I've played, like... I like it. I kind of I kind of see like there's a lot of disagreement in the community. There's some that love it, some that aren't super fond of it as well. It's the same with any map though. People will always find true, something true. to complain about on a map. Some will find some things they love about it. It just yeah. changes all the time, right? I think that's something as a community that we could maybe do a little bit better on is when we talk about the maps, the map banning, you know, everybody, time. people get frustrated that it's not one of their three favorite maps that they're going to play. You know, ultimately, your three favorite maps are not going to be somebody else's three favorite map, you know, and... What's your three favorite maps, Tim? My three favorite maps? Yep. Uh, consulate. Absolutely mm -hmm. love playing Consulate. All right, we're already in disagreement. Fantastic. Honestly, Honestly absolutely love playing Consulate. Um, I enjoy playing Clubhouse, and um, I like House as well. You're all right. Not talking no. necessarily just ranked. I'm talking across. I was, talk, the I was talking about the rank four, but all right. House, I, I don't I know. Sky, it's just there's Sky, a lot of nostalgia for House. Sky Chalet Cafe are my favourite. Sky is very good. Sky, I do oh. like as well. I love, I love me a bit of cafe. Theme park is high up. Okay. For me. It's getting there. And See, I love me a bit of clubhouse. It's the classic of the This proves the point. Theme park is not a bad map. I'm going to say that now. I like it as a map. I struggle playing it because for some reason, for some reason, I have the worst timing on that map. Every single, and I don't know how it can be consistently on a map, but every time I play it, I'm just five seconds behind the ebb and flow of the map. That's and just called age, Tim. It's, it's age and being a terrible <laughs> player. But it just seems to be theme park. It's like unique to theme park that I'm just five seconds behind the whole round every time. And I walk around the corner, I've just somebody's pre-firing me, somebody's already, and I just have a nightmare every time I play theme park. To be fair, I don't know how it plays in ranked because I'm gonna be honest with you, I have not played ranked since, last time I played ranked, Maestro was brand new. I don't enjoy, uh, and this is just a me thing. Like, it it, it gives me a lot of anxiety. Yeah, moments. and L I know ladder anxiety is massive yeah, enough. Game. We know all about as, that. As a StarCraft yeah, player in the day, yeah, I, I fully agree with you. Mm. Um, ladder anxiety is definitely something that I face. And when I play games, I want to have fun. I do get competitive, but the way but low stakes ultimately. It, exactly, low because stakes. I'm playing a game and I want to have fun. Yeah, and let's be fair, a majority of players are in the same way. Last time I played. I was plat. I know that I'm I'm soloed. Like, okay, I know I'm a good player. I don't need the game to tell me that. But I want to also have fun with the low stakes. So we give you a few money. I mean, even the frag might frags out. Why not? I, I I love I love playing a decent variety of, of operators. Like every every few I months, agree. you have like a rotation of operators. Like these three, I'm really into, and I'm kind of circling back into I want to play Buck all the time. Mm. 
which is also I love Buck. Buck play. just does everything. This is so much fun as Buck. Back in the day with nades, maybe. I was just going to yeah. say, with the nades Still. as well. But even now, just there is... Kennel printer, come there on. Is, there is, honestly, if you've never managed this, and I thought, it, just to touch on what you're saying about rank there, Milos, obviously there's so much of a focus on playing ranked. But I think it is important, you know, we've said about the more casual side of the community, yeah. the unranked players, the quick match players. Low-key, unranked. Whatever you enjoy. Hidden gem. Go for it. You know, it's, what, it's whatever so you enjoy. I quite often will jump into those modes to Can't play some it. of the other maps and things. I know, See, but I know that Des is like an absolute rank shill and he just, if he's playing, he wants it to mean something. No, no, no. So the thing let's, is, that's cool. We're fresh. Diversity that we need, that's cool. I, I want to know cool. that when I win the game, I've beaten someone else that really wanted to win <laughs> that game. I get so much satisfaction you know, beating other people. My, my thing, I look at it as I've beaten my old self. I've improved oh, in no. some ways. Dez is out. Dez is out. Oh, is out. You know, it's like when I go to the gym, <laughs> I go to the gym because and I work out and I'm better than what I was that morning. I go to the gym because so I'm bigger than him. That impossible. is, my, that is, my that is absolutely this impossible. Is, this is hilarious, right? He actually said to me, because I was saying to him about a month ago, I was like, ah, oh, you know, my problem is motivation. My willpower is really low. He's like, you got to find something to set your goals and you really got to commit to trying Spite. to beat something. I was like, right, Tim, you. You are my competition. Now basically, I walked now. myself into into that one. But you know what um, like? We love a bit of competition. Yeah, that's it. the thing it's is, fun. it's exactly that. And the, the, you know, the majority of people that are involved in esports probably do enjoy that competitive element competitive. as well. I mean, um, when, when you've been around in esports, because obviously we we interact a relatively decent amount with colleagues all around esports yeah. that work in many different games, many different genres of games as well that are very different than ours uh, here, even in in FPS. And a lot of people just, you know, they'll they'll play their main game and then just want to relax mm, with something yeah. else because it is your job. And pro players also have a lot of that. Talk to Fabian, you know, he'd be playing, you know, ranky, really hard focused or customs and all that. But then when he's off and he wants to relax, we'll play something completely different because it's part of it. You don't want to be burned out on the game that you love. And I know how much all of us here uh, players, talent, whatever, love playing Siege and enjoying it. And I understand sometimes to be like, you know what? I'm going to take a break from the hard yeah. competition and play with friends. Play a bit of unranked play, a bit of casual. I've been told that Fabian plays Peppa Pig in his downtime. Let's see. Yeah. My Barbie Adventure 2. That, that, that as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you I don't know if that's that a game. Day. That's, no, it was. Yeah, you were playing it the other day. I saw it on Steam. What? Fair. Honestly, I, I do. And, and not to... Oh, this is Ubisoft on here, but like... Tim and I play a bit of Assassin's Creed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Hap played a lot of Valhalla. I, Valhalla, I've, I've literally, um, I got um, Mjolnir, I got Excalibur, I've like, I've played a lot of I didn't of play Valhalla. the DLCs, but I did finish the... I've not gone on to them yet, but I've got them sat there waiting yeah. to play. Valhalla Odyssey, was great, I really enjoyed Odyssey, it. excellent. Mm. Origins, excellent as well. I love me. Black flag I loved. Cassandra is fantastic. Anything to Bro do with like pirates, count me in. What? What? Why? You? I don't know. I just love when the idea of going to When will we have a pirate operators? Huh? A pirate operates. Well, we've got Blackbeard, but that's kind of like... Oh, come on. That's just... A... Yeah. It's like pirate he just, he's he's just rolled got a pirate headgear, hasn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure he is. Yeah. Blackbeard's got a tricorn and a hat. He does. It? That's pirate headgear. He does. You're not really going to get... Can you imagine like a game based on like, you know, military units from around the world, in comes a pirate? It's not really the setting for it. I mean, from what I've seen teased around on Twitter over the past week, uh, there is a pirate game on the horizon. Mates. Trust me, I'll be all over that. <laughs> You've been looking for the relax game for so long now. That's not a relax game. <laughs> always... I'm in there to sink fleets, Milos. You don't understand. Fair enough. Serious Fair enough. business. Well, well, well. 
it was a lot of fun to talk to you guys about so many things today and of course mm. it has to end with a bit of rambling because let's be honest we're humans and we enjoy so many different things it's like you are post show it gets to the end of it and we're just like right all that energy we've saved and been serious with let it all out uh, honestly i think from my point of view i think it humanizes everybody mm. to be yes. like especially when you talk to like coaches or players and everything and they're like hey this is what i enjoy this is how i am as a person and i think that builds a very good rapport as they say a rapport with uh, viewers out there and makes them think you know what we really are similar in so many ways but mm. you know to wrap it all up this is our prep phase podcast the first episode the pilot so if you got any ideas, this is kind of the general gist that we have, but we're trying a lot of things. We want to bring something, you know, every couple of weeks, uh, every other week, hopefully uh, during stages, especially, but even off stages where we talk, you know, pre-majors, uh, pre-events, and also after them. So want to fill you in on all the, the details with community members, with players, pros, mm. and talent as well to hear what they have to say from all over the world. We brought you already two players, or a player and a coach today and hopefully we'll get to talk to more in the future all of course brought to you by predator gaming in our wonderful space here you see the reinforcements behind me all the tricks that we have all over the studio so very hopeful about all of it guys you're you know friends of the show now uh, <laughs> oh, uh dairy Dar Dar friendship seal of approval let's go you know honestly if we had something where like guests would always show up in person which you know that that would be a dream it would have part of the wall where people come in and sign on it i've got a fantastic idea that's completely come to me out of the blue okay the people that are doing it like we are the guests on one should write a question for the next guest to answer that's a good idea about Ooh. siege they don't know who's well they'll know who's written it because we're both here obviously but write it down and have a question for them that's a good idea that's it that's we can sort that out we can sort that out you thought it was gonna go dangrous didn't you no no no. Yeah, i thought you were like no stop there stop there Derry. No, don't no, talk not at all not at all <laughs> Derry, no, we can make that happen we can we can message me right and lorenzo we'll get that sorted yeah yeah i mean if or since us. they yeah, were two guests or you know even the guests that are on here because you know right, it won't always be guests, yeah. you know all three of us but like hey what are questions that you guys would like to to kind of put forward i think the next time we'll be recording uh the next episode will be after the charlotte major mm. or the may major in so many ways and kind of we're giving the the charlotte major pet names at this point uh but very excited for the major of course happening in the next what we are today the third of may weeks, right? so in less than two weeks mm. we'll be live for the major and i'm very excited to see what happens there's going to be a lot of shakeup, new talent coming in and we get the kind of debrief after all of that is done final thoughts friends what a lot of fun i love it i think it's it's just a great opportunity to discuss yeah. anything and everything i think it's yeah i, I really like it and i love the, the cast, yeah well. I, I love the little bit of community inclusion i always like to hear from them yep. as well and yeah it's I been a lot of fun personally yeah it's very nice yeah we've had it here in the studio for the past six weeks and we're uh -huh. like wow it, yeah we've been great like, to, just, get, just right. getting chopped and changed as it's gone along yeah now it is what it is it's nice it's yep. good well, very happy to, to have gone through it. Thank you very much, friends, for being our first invitees on the show. Hopefully we'll have Anytime. the entire talent rotation going through it over the next few weeks and months and hopefully more. That was the Prep Phase podcast for all the official Rainbow Six news and discussions. We'll be bringing more of this in the future. Good luck to everybody at the Charlotte Major. And until then, I've been Milos. This is Des and uh, Asa Pyrite. And of course, big thank you to Murat and Lagones that joined us today. Thank you to our sponsor, Predator Gaming, for making it all happen. And 
See you in Charlotte. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.